Hey, I'm Dina. I'm Nikki. And we're your hosts for CBD Madcast. CBD Madcast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community. Visit us at CannabisBeyondDope.com. Hey, Vicki. Hey, Dina. How's it going today? Great. How are you? I'm great. I am excited to be here and let folks know this is going to be one of our last interviews we do together in one place because you're moving. So I'm very excited for you, but uh, this makes it a little bit extra special and also takes me back to my roots because we're interviewing Jason Strain with Evergreen Market. Jay Strain, as we know him. Hi, welcome. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so that's your real name, Jason Strain. Since I was born, wow. Jason Elliot Strain. <laughs> you made it into the right industry. Uh, that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do. I am currently a store manager as well as the inventory control manager for uh, Green Market. I manage the South Renton location. In I, Washington State, just real quick. In, so. in Washington State, yeah. in, in the Seattle area. There you go. I started with the Evergreen Market uh, a little over three years ago now as, as a butt tender. Yeah. My experience is for a large part in, in retail and sales and warehouse management. And I had a decent job before I... I came to work for the Evergreen Market and I was a, a regular customer of the Evergreen Market. I remember when the Evergreen Market had one location, it used to be on my way to and from the job I was working at the time. And, and so I would stop in on my way home from work. And, and one day I remember driving by while I was on my way to my other job and, and saying to myself out loud, I want to work there. I want to work at the Evergreen Market. And, stopped in on my way home and got an application and and apparently they needed somebody so it was the right place right time it was a huge pay cut and it was the best move i ever made wow no it was, it was just phenomenal yeah nice did you see yourself in the cannabis industry anytime before you know the going to the evergreen market even was that something that you saw maybe in your future or thought about it's something that that i always thought that i would love but i also always assumed that you know you had to know somebody or i th i thought that i felt like at the time that getting into the cannabis industry was a long shot simply for the fact that I had never been in the cannabis industry. It, it seemed like you had to have an in or you had to have some experience. I don't think you're wrong about that. I yeah. think that's actually how it was in the beginning because yeah. for medical here, I felt the same way as you did. And I don't know if you were here at the time for medical, Nikki, since you had moved out here, but um, I really can relate to uh, your position, Jason, with the idea of it was a very closed network still. People were still underground. People were still bringing things from their trunk, and it was still nerve-wracking. At any time, something could happen. Spokane was constantly getting raked over the coals, and we'd hear California getting raided and problems. So it was a rather precarious time, and people still I think held a lot close to the best in the beginning mm -hmm. I remember yeah that. yeah but as it as it turns out a lot of retail experience out of the cannabis industry a lot of management experience out of the cannabis industry can actually be really valuable to somebody who works in the cannabis industry yeah and I've found a ton of bright minds from companies outside of the cannabis industry and my hiring people from Starbucks McDonald's Dutch Bros companies that have strong training regimens those employees can be just as valuable as dedicated and 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 motivated if not a lot of times more so 
because than like those you. with cannabis experience. Yeah, because yeah. You, you're driving by, you're looking at this place, you're going, that seems like a much better place to yeah. work. It's fun. I'd like to be there. I'd like to participate in the things that make me happy. And yeah. it is a, it's a definitely a pull and a draw to be a bud tender, to be a manager. And also, you don't get too stuck. You can still grow in this industry to high levels and to different opportunities. So there's quite a path to take that's a true business-style path. Oh, absolutely. Not only does that kind of vantage point make it feel to me like this is just a dream come true. So I'm I'm willing to go the extra mile to put in the extra effort to, to do what it takes to, to make it work. I think that a lot of the people I, I work alongside feel the same way. Well, and I was saying too, when we set up the interview, there's 15 people on the floor out there in your shop. 15 mm-hmm. people and hustle and bustle you've got going on out there for a cannabis retail location. So we we also are running a a training program in my store right now. Four of the people you see out on the floor are either trainees or trainers. I do have a lot of staff on my floor right now, but it's in a large part because of what we've seen over and over in the past with bringing on new employees and having to, in a sense, throw them to the sharks because we didn't have a training program. And I think a lot of cannabis companies don't have a training program and, and really allows me to bring on some of the brightest minds from outside the cannabis industry because it's it's really easy for us to teach people about cannabis here. If they have a passion for it, if they want to learn about it, they're going to be immersed in it. And the cannabis knowledge, really easy to fun to learn. Mm-hmm. Having that training program, I can get people up to par on cannabis knowledge and up to par on how we like customer service to be done at the Evergreen Market. I'm able to just focus on hiring people who have good customer service skills, who have good retail experience or inventory management experience, or, or I can, can look for traits that aren't necessarily how much cannabis experience does this person have? Yeah. Um, and I like the idea that you said inventory as well, because this is like any buyer job. You're, mm-hmm. You have to, and like any retail, it's inventory in, inventory out. If anybody thinks it's much different, they're mistaken. It's a job, and you have to bring in a consumable product that people are just going to literally puff up and smoke and come back and buy again. So it's a very ever-evolving, mm-hmm. very fast-paced, he- inventory-heavy, and yeah. personnel-heavy business yeah so that's an interesting perspective as far as people thinking about you're not just sitting here smoking dope all day hanging out having a good time you're running a very legitimate business with a lot of working parts there's more of a focus on compliance here than in any other job any other company I've ever worked for and and I found that a lot of the training that people bring on outside the cannabis industry that helps with that are inventory control positions. We've had people come on who have brought in their experience from the military in in managing weapons and ammunition, things that are also under a severe degree of compliance. I used to run a distribution center for a jewelry gift store. High value item. It's a really similar game to managing cannabis and compliance is, is key here, you know, because it's just... It's of paramount importance so that we can all keep our doors open and do what we love to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a multifaceted job, and I, I really appreciate the idea. That's how I got into the cannabis industry, of hiring people who don't necessarily know much about cannabis, but love the plant, love that it's legal, and also have 
the attributes for customer service and willingness and desire to learn is a big piece of it too. Like if you want to sell weed as a bud tender, you also have to want to know and have the wherewithal to know that there's a skew on it and there's a reason for that and what that skew means and be able to speak to kind of the details of it, whether it's to, you know, your your management team or and noticing like, oh, this this label's printed wrong, you know, like this at the front lines of the bud tender is just as important as it is in your position. Yeah. And it sounds like you have a training system where that's being instilled because that's important, right? Like that comes from you letting your bud tender know, like I'm, I'm looking at you to pay attention to detail too and catch my mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about putting the right people in the right spots, those people who will have that attention to detail. But really, I think it all boils down to values. Our company founders here, Jeff, Eric, and Arnie, have done a phenomenal job at defining what our values are and what they need to be as an organization or what they need to be as individuals who work for and represent the organization. We've got our front-facing, our outward-facing values of educate, celebrate, and elevate. That's really importantly to me. We've got a set of core values, internal-facing values that I try to really, really use as a, a scope through which I can look at any, any given set of circumstances or as a, a compass that I can use to, to find my true north. Those values are the values of community, passion, integrity, and respect. And really that's what it all boils down to when I'm selecting my staff and managing staff, is I need to make sure that I have people on my team, and only people on my team, who can really be the embodiment of those values, community, passion, integrity, and respect. You know, if I know that I have a crew of people who, who all have their integrity in check, who all are respectful, who live with a sense of community, and who are passionate about what we do and what we sell, Frankly, it makes my job as a manager really easy because I can I can rely on them to make the right choices and we've got the infrastructure in place that they can do so. Yeah. I like yeah. that. And I like how you've brought your training here to then spread it out to your other three, now four locations because you guys just opened up one in Kirkland. Mm -hmm. And for the record, you've got a North Renton, you call it now, and South Renton because you can't call it the... Ikea district anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they probably care for the association. Although Ikea I don't didn't know like why. that. Yeah. I mean, get over it. And then you also just opened up one in Kirkland. We do a lot of the training here. For a few months, we were, we were exclusively training here. We have kind of broadened that scope now that now that we've really nailed the training program down. Yeah. As of our our last round, most recent round of trainees, we now have a designated trainer or two, depending on the location, in each location. So we're we're able. To to train all of our new staff in-house in the store that's going to be their home store, but within a program that's cohesive and um, consistent in all of our locations. And it's, it's really important to us to keep a, a cohesion, not just in the aesthetic of our store, but in, in the vibe, in the feel, in, in, the, in the people, in the atmosphere. That, that when you walk into one evergreen market, you're gonna know it's an evergreen market, whether it's in North Renton, South Renton, or, or around the world, you yeah. know? Yeah. So you have four locations all around Seattle. Correct, we've got um, three around, on the, yeah, really. all around Seattle. We've got you surrounded, Seattle. <laughs> We're coming for you, Seattle. We're literally 
totally surrounds So, yeah, so that's what I'm wondering. Where are you going next? You know, I I am wondering the same thing. Oh, he holds it so um, close to the vest. You know, I, I, I wish that... I, I, I believe him, skeptic. I wish that was the case, and honestly, if, if I did know, I probably wouldn't tell you. Exactly, but, um, that's what I know about you. You hold but, it close to the vest. But my... Our focus has been so closely on on our Kirkland store, which grand opening was just two days ago. Um, there, there are there are some other things in the works, but nothing set in stone yet. Mm-hmm. But in this industry, with the pace of things, can turn on a dime. Yeah, and and a large part of our strategy is to be prepared. So that when the right opportunity does come up to, for us, or opportunities, that we're going to be in a position to take advantage. I like it. That's nice. great. And you have a nice place for your employees. You pay a decent wage for your employees, and you offer them an opportunity to have somewhere where they can start to learn how to be a proper employee and start to build a life. So I see a lot of people that are able to get into the routine and the stretch of what life becomes starting out here. And that was really interesting when I worked here. She and I worked together in the Auburn market for yeah. a little while. and really the breadth of people at the time that were in there now I th- still see it's mostly younger folks but I like that we have these types of businesses that get instill in them how to have that good work ethic because a lot of corporations aren't doing that mm-hmm. and to take it back to that small mom and pop still if you will or pop and pop and pop if you will <laughs> yeah there's a really big emphasis here within our, our whole management team and beyond there's a, a real big emphasis on personal development for, for all of us. You know, I, I like to get any of my staff who will, who are interested, on a PDP, a personal development plan. Ooh, it's an acronym. So yeah, right. Play. I love it. <laughs> and that looks something like this. Here's one of mine that I'm working on. But, you know, our staff are all paired up in each store with a peer mentor, an assistant manager mentor. So that really helps to facilitate growth, not just in our staff, you know, also helps to give our assistant managers the tools that they're going to need in their toolbox when they're ready to take on the next role. It's it's getting them involved in those really in-depth development conversations and, and coaching experience that, that they wouldn't probably receive otherwise. It's an unexpected behavior you would think in, again, the cannabis industry. We don't always often see this type of a model because most people only have one location. Mm-hmm. You know, So when you have more locations, it is become more imperative to do that overall model. And even in some of those, I don't see the same interest in the cohesion. So I think it's really groundbreaking for there, you guys to put that forward. There definitely isn't. We know that the cannabis industry has an incredibly high turnover rate mm-hmm. as far as workers go. So there definitely isn't um, a lot of programs in place to continue to remind employees and colleagues that they're that they're valued. Right? Yeah. You know, that that that's the key is that your workers feel valued and if you work somewhere for X amount of months and you haven't had a manager check in with you since your first month or first couple weeks, like, you know, you lose your feeling of value with the company very quickly. And I think that's really the difference is not just that we feel valued, we we are valued and then we feel it. But it's mm-hmm. in the cannabis industry, it's really tempting to have a cannabis shop. You know, from an owner's perspective, it can just be a quick cash grab. Why wouldn't somebody want to just make a whole bunch of money right now and then go retire? It's really clear 
that that's not, at least it's clear to me, that that's not what's going on here. This is not a quick cash grab. This is a solid attempt to do it right. And not just to do it right, but to demonstrate to the whole world that cannabis retail can be done responsibly, that cannabis users don't need to be in a negative stigma, that we are hardworking, motivated, smart, ambitious, kind, and thoughtful people. And seekers of education, which is different, even though it might be just in the plant and in the sphere, it opens you up to know so much more because the plant's grown in the earth and everything comes from the earth, right? So that alone is a really great, even if that's all you care to know, it'll open you up to the world. Yeah, yeah. I I say it all the time and I firmly firmly believe it that I am a better person because I use cannabis. Mm -hmm. I'm a nicer person. I'm a more considerate person. We have this great we world map right here that I've been staring at. Isn't this fantastic? And it just really speaks to that idea that, yeah, like the awareness of the cannabis plant, the love for cannabis cannabis plant translates to the plant love and nature respect and ultimately, you know, respect for the world and all living things, hopefully. Yeah, it's... Even on a small level, it just, you know, really kind of ties individuals to that yeah, absolutely. They know it or not. It's everywhere. It's 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 been everywhere for thousands of years helping people. Mm-hmm. And it's only been illegal and stigmatized for a matter of decades. I feel honored to be a part of this transition because we get people in here every day who for their whole lives have been taught that cannabis is evil. Some people are just now coming around to the notion that cannabis is not evil. Not only that it's it's great, but just that it's not evil. And those right. those those small <laughs> steps exactly. really leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Got family in the south. Right. The perception right. down there is a little bit different. I've got family in Oklahoma. They just got medical there mm-hmm. and it, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and it's a big deal to me. And, yeah, and absolutely. And that does help change it because everybody that they, somebody's like a degree away from somebody who will try it. My dad's been involved with it since I've been doing this a lot more and I've been able to explain more to him and talk more about it. He finally comes to me yesterday and he can barely get up one step and he goes, you were talking to me about something about being able to get me something that could help. And I said, yeah, let's go. So we packed up, went down the hill to the Auburn market and the gentleman that helped us is working here at this location today, as a matter of fact, and he asked me, how did it go? And I'm telling you what, within two hours, my dad went from not being able to step up one step without almost falling over to getting up out of a deep chair from a two grains of rice of Skagit Organic CBD wow. oil, uh, sour tsunami. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was just within a couple hours. And, and he got up out of his chair and he didn't make a noise and he just fluidly got up. And we both said at the same time, did you see you just got up? And he was like, I just got up within two hours. And we literally went down at five o'clock. He took it by six and by nine o'clock, so three hours, cause I'm you know, good at numbers. But by nine o'clock he gets up. And not only did I have that experience with my dad, I got to come in here to interview you today. And the bud tender is asking me, how did it work? I was wondering, and we do wonder. When we take the time to help somebody, especially like my dad and seniors, you do wonder, did it work? How are they doing? Did it help? Did I make the right decision for them? Yeah, when I was a customer, before I worked in the cannabis industry, I, I used to assume that the bud tenders saw so many faces throughout the course of the day that they just kind of got lost in the wash. But on, on this side of things, I've, I've come to the realization that 
for the most part, we remember every single interaction yeah. that we're engaged in because they're all so unique and, and rewarding and fun. Sometimes they're not fun, but they're always rewarding. And I also, too, will say the beauty is it is fairly rare, at least at the experience I have had, and hopefully you as well, and I'm not sure about you, Nikki, but um, most people who come in for cannabis, even if they're grumpy, are still nicer than the average person somewhere else being grumpy. So I've really been lucky that the vast majority of people, even in a bad mood, have had a better bad mood than some bad moods you could be in, uh, dealing with in retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from a customer service standpoint, a customer who's coming in having a bad day is an opportunity exactly. to, to turn it around. And, and some of the best customer relationships I've ever developed have started in an area of upset, you know, because if, if somebody is upset, if they are having a difficult time and then, then you as a professional can help them through that and help turn their day around, then um, you may have just made a customer for life. Exactly, you know, yeah. Or a I, friend. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and that's what I think is, is really key too, you know, uh, everyone who's coming into the canvas store we're all friends at least in in there right mm-hmm. and i think that that's even from the the worst mood person i don't think that people who come into a canvas store are any more or less grumpy than anywhere else but i think that exactly there's an opportunity to treat them better in a cannabis store than anywhere else you know if you're a bartender and somebody grumpy comes up to your bar you don't really have to be any nicer to them and they're going to continue to be a grump and you don't have to be in a cannabis store but there's just the opportunity to make someone stay better it's so much easier yeah than in any other place where you might run into a grumpy person it it really isn't i don't ever want to peg somebody as a grumpy customer because i like to understand that a lot of people use cannabis because things don't work right if they don't have cannabis so a lot of people are coming up to us in seek of what they need just to feel normal or just to function correctly yeah Um, if they're coming in here it's making them feel better and they're that's really what they're after. So you give them hope, you give them relief. And it's something I think that is exponential in what it offers. There's every aspect of it. It just makes everybody feel like there's more than less. Yeah. And that's unusual. There's not much that gives you that. Especially when it doesn't have that much harm on the other end, like a big pile of ice cream or... <laughs> so I was thinking, there's, there's a couple things, but there's always a con that goes along with the pros, exactly. and cannabis doesn't seem to have that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have time to tell us your favorite personal cannabis story? Think about that one. One that, one that comes to mind. When I was a teenager and my dad found out that I had started experimenting with cannabis... You know, he decided to have a talk with me, and it, it, I don't remember his exact words, but it was something along the lines of, you know, if, if you're going to use pot, it's not the worst thing you can do. Don't do any of the other hard drugs. But then he said, just remember that as long as you smoke pot, you're probably always going to be broke all <laughs> <laughs> And so for, for years and years and years, I held that with me, and I still smoked pot because I... I, l- I love cannabis. And then I got a job within the cannabis industry and became successful within the cannabis industry. And, and now I acquire cannabis faster than I can smoke it. 
and I also make money doing it. So I kind of feel like that's my personal victory. <laughs> that, yeah, I still, yes. I use cannabis every day. And I'm not And broke. I'm not broke. <laughs> you can have your cannabis and smoke it too. I'm not rich, but I'm not broke. <laughs> but you're happy. I am, I am, I have never been happier. And I've, I've always been a happy person, but I've yeah. never been happy. Um, never been a, in a more rewarding position. That's so great. Thanks so much for joining us on the Canvas Beyond Joe podcast today, Jay Strain. It's been my pleasure. It's been my honor. I've really, really enjoyed talking with both of you, and thank you for coming out today. Right on. Thanks. Of course. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Healthy Roots Hemp Products, available nationwide through their website at healthyrootshempproducts.com. They have CBD-infused products like their Roots Run Deep Root Butter, which is great for massages, a selection of CBD tinctures for you or your pet. All of their source material for CBD is made in Oregon, and their new product is infused honey sticks from Oregon Honey Bees. For those products and many more CBD-infused items, visit their website at HealthyRootsHempProducts.com. Follow Cannabis Beyond Dope on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And click the like button. Check out more podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Contact us or check out all of our content at CannabisBeyondDope.com.